Welcome to Living Room Theology, the podcast where each week I invite you to join me and my friends in a conversation. We look at topics that have been on my heart and on my mind. I invite you to get comfortable, grab some coffee, tea, or whatever you'd like, and join me in discovering what you believe, what the Bible says, and what that means for our lives. Today, I am joined with my first guest, which is my husband, Bradley. Nice to meet you all. (laughs) I think you know most of them, Um, but if you would like to, I introduced myself in the first episode, so if you'd like to just introduce some, like, high school fun facts, your name, where you grew up, Uh, your social security number. (laughs) uh, My name's Bradley, and I am Sam's husband. And that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we talking about today? All right. So our topic for today, I've titled The Social Hole. I have been doing a lot of thinking recently about how social media, like, embeds itself into our brain and how it kind of changes the way that we think about things. And I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, and I know we've talked about it a little bit. Um, but I've just noticed recently how I can be having a great day, an amazing day, the best day I've ever had. And I get on social media and I see something that makes me feel like, oh, I'm, I'm not where I should be, or I'm not where I want to be, or I'm not, I don't have what I want to have. And then now my day is just completely ruined. I just wanted to give a disclaimer that I don't hate social media. I don't think that social media is necessarily the devil. Um, There are really good purposes and there are good platforms and it it has the ability to do good things. Um, But I have just been doing a lot of reflecting on the dangers of certain types of social media and the way we use social media. Um, All right. Do you want to get into some of those dangers that you were? Yes. Um, Yes, I do want to do that. Um... For me, I don't know about you listening or you, Brad, um, but for me, I've noticed that sometimes I fall into this like cycle of um, scrolling, seeing, and then feeling like I have to contribute to, and so then I contribute, and I know that someone else somewhere else is scrolling and seeing and feeling like they need to contribute as well. Um, and more often than not, we are contributing our you know, best curated versions of ourselves. This version of ourselves that we're putting out, um, which is, you know, the the perfect lighting, the perfect angles, the perfect outfit, the perfect hair, the perfect place. Um, we are not putting out, you know, our morning breath and our messy hair and, you know, our arguments and our sadness and our, our troubles. Not that you should use social media as that, Um, a platform where you just vent for therapy, go to a therapist, go to a counselor. But I've noticed that we don't necessarily put up the least liked photo of ourselves and how that's kind of contributing to this short-term social media trend. How we had Facebook, which was a little bit longer of posts, um, topics and conversations. Then we had Instagram, 
which is um, shorter posts with more pictures. Then we had Snapchat, which is basically just pictures. And now we have um, TikTok, which is just videos of ourselves that we want people to like and spread around and become kind of popular and famous. Have you in your life noticed kind of how social media seeps into your daily life and kind of puts a negative spin on something that you're going through? Yeah. Um, for me, I guess, with social media and how it affects me, because uh, it's going to affect everyone differently. And some people are not even going to be phased and they won't have any issues with social media. But then there's people probably like me who uh, they don't post much. They're very private. I'm very private. I was taught to be very private by my protective mom who loves me. And she was very right to be protective of me. I'm glad she was. Uh, some of the stuff that teenagers post now, I could not imagine if I had done, if I had posted some of the things that they had posted and then looking back on it now being an adult it would have been I would have been I don't know how I would have reacted but it would not have uh, I guess been um, I don't know what's the word I don't know I don't know it would not have been a pleasant experience yeah um but yeah so I'm not a big poster and I don't I'm even because I'm like that, I still have kind of a marketing mindset with social media, and I, and when I do post things, it, it's a little bit more important to me. And um, I think with my personal profiles, I don't really care. But if if there's like a something that I want to build into a business, possibly, or um, something that is just like okay i actually want this to be like spread around uh i can, you can i can get kind of caught in comparison um and i think it's different than like uh how maybe most girls or even some guys struggle with but for me it's more com like career comparisons mm. and um well like these people are doing so much better than me in like this type of work or um, they're getting more attention than I am, and it's it's more subtle, um, but it, it affects me too. Even though we're posting completely different things and we have different interests and just different motives for what we're doing, um, it even still affects me subconsciously, and I have to be kind of just uh, on guard about it. The word comparison—that is a really good word to use because I think that's essentially what social media aims to do is to create a comparison a um, instead of uh, uh, coming together into a community we kind of are running a race next to each other well uh, they posted at this restaurant so I have to post at this restaurant or the career comparison which is really good insight because for me I don't use social media as a uh, I guess a career platform except maybe for the church um, I do use Facebook and Instagram for Instagram for the youth group and I use Facebook for the church and and so I guess I kind of use it in that but I don't find myself comparing myself to other churches that often and oh look at what this youth group's doing and look what that church is doing um, unless it's for like how can we implement kind of similar things but career comparison would definitely be a big thing for someone who is trying to make social media um, their 
their thing that they're building their platform on um, instead of like catalogs or TV commercials or radio commercials. Like social media is the way to market yourself. Yeah. Um, which like, like I don't have that, if right? you're not on social media, your business is going to die. Yeah. In 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 the long term. Yeah. Um, at least that's I'm my marketing brain tells me to like that, but I've actually personally learned recently that I don't think it's necessarily true. Um, and that's hard to swallow, uh, because I've kind of been like trained to understand that social media is really important and I can't get off social media because like there's so much potential, but then Mm. like for some people you really do have to get off social media and it's just messing with your health too much. Mm. Um, like it's important for your business, but it's not so important that uh, you have to suffer mm. um, to um, use it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's definitely interesting to think about how much it has permeated this idea that we have to have it. Like the first thing that you need to do yeah. for your business or when you become is make a Facebook page, make an Instagram mm-hmm. page, make get Facebook ads. Download going. Snapchat and wh- right. what's your Instagram? What's your Twitter handle? What's your Yeah, exactly. You have to have that or you're not a legitimate business mm-hmm. or and, and uh, or a or, person. Or a person, right. You're you're not on Facebook. You're not like, what's your Instagram? I, I get that so often. What's your Instagram? Do you have an Instagram? Right. Or Snapchat. Snapchat's the other one. Instagram. I don't have a Snapchat, but people are always shocked when I say that. Right. It's almost become a necessity. Mm-hmm. It's like how cell phones, um, you need to have a cell phone and need to have a cell phone number or some people are just not going to be able to contact you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, social media has kind of become that in our society now where uh, you, if you don't have a social media, there's a lot of people you can't keep in touch with anymore. Um, so if if we're not supposed to necessarily get rid of it, I and mean, maybe you are supposed to, that's something between you and God. Um, and I think certain social media is good, is uh, more beneficial to our health than others and our well-being and to the well-being of other people. I think certain social media platforms uh, kind of uh, organize themselves in a way that uh, it's either going to encourage other people and bring other people up and give you opportunities to do that, or it'll do the opposite, where it's just to bring you up and to uh, highlight yourself over over other people. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just kind of discerning that for yourself and what platforms are uh, good for your health and good and good for other people um, when you're using it. Um, yeah. Do you think that social media has contributed to our our attention span or lack thereof? Um, yes. The the ability to sit through and, and listen to things and have a hundred percent meaningful connections to things because we just can't sit still for more than six seconds. A hundred percent. Our brain is getting just bombarded, and it's designed this way. Uh, social media is designed in a way that um, it, it's trying to get you hooked mm-hmm. and the first few posts, uh, they have algorithms to figure all this out. The first few posts are going to be just the most catching and it could be positive or neg- negative. Negative posts and things that get you outraged are generally 
it gets more engagement on social media and so they push that type of stuff it gets a bigger reaction than something that makes you feel good um and so the algorithms are designed to get you hooked and to get you to stay on their platform um and it, it gives you little hits of dopamine um here's a post that you like that's really interesting and then you scroll a little bit you're not seeing anything for a little while and then oh there's another one another hit of dopamine you really like that and then scroll a bit you don't see anything oh there's another one really like that and i gotta keep scrolling to find that next little hit um every social media is like that and it's it's down to a science they have hundreds of thousands of just researchers um, especially the big companies like Facebook, they pay millions of dollars to figure all this stuff out and they're adjusting their algorithms all the time. Um, so it, it is designed to just hook you and to just take your attention. And so, uh, the side effect that I've seen is that when just with all these constant hits of dopamines, one, you're training your brain, uh, to search for these new hits of dopamine, um, and you can fix this. There's uh, neuroplasticity, which is the process of uh, rewiring your brain, essentially. Um, and it, it's it's how you form habits. And um, just doing the same thing over and over, uh, it's hard, but it, ta it takes time and it can be done. And you can fix these things if you are like, struggling. I think social media addiction is uh, super legitimate. And I think um, especially... Uh, kids growing up with social media um, and young adults uh, we have kind of trained ourselves in um, if you're in an awkward uh, social situation uh, or like say you're at the doctor's office like look around like 99% of the room is staring at their phone uh, because it's too awkward to look around the room and look at people. It's too <laughs> awkward to talk to people. Like, mm -hmm. oh, what in the world did people do 20 years ago in a doctor's office? I can't even imagine. Magazines. <laughs> right. It, it was magazines. There's always something. Um, it's, it's just really looking for entertainment. And um, mm -hmm. I think... It, it's not like I'm going to go bash social media and, oh, we need to go back to the good old days. <laughs> like, I'm not doing that. I've grown up on social media. I've grown up with all these electronics. I love technology, and I think social media can be used for amazing good things and get awesome news shared out. But we do have to be careful, and we don't want to let whatever it may be, TV, video games, uh, whatever our entertainment may be, social media, um, we don't want that to be a master over us. Mm -hmm. Um, and we need to be careful. And they design it specifically um, in with your brain and mind to hook you and um, to just like keep you on there as long as mm -hmm. possible and want you to keep coming back and keep coming back. Um, and I, your question was about uh, our attention span. Attention span. Um, it that just I think that naturally does affect our attention span the rewiring of our brain and causing us to look for those next dopamine hits when we we when we, if you can't sit still for uh, like 20 seconds in a room with people strangers and not just instinctively urge to grab your phone then like that proves right there like i and i'm not judging anyone i get those and um I've, i'm slowly battling it but uh i noticed when 
uh, I'm in awkward situations or when I'm like at church or something and I don't know a lot of people around and I don't really want to talk to anyone, for example, I'll just instinctively, without even thinking, I'll sit down and immediately reach for my phone. Even after I deleted a lot of my social media apps, I still have two on my phone that I like. Um, so I don't have as much of a drive to grab it. Even just out of habit, I'm reaching for my phone to mm -hmm. just go like zone in on that instead of my surroundings. And so at 100%, it's, it's, it affects all of our attention. And so we, we have to be very careful and watchful mm -hmm. of just ourselves and how we're interacting with these platforms. Yeah, it builds a wall. I think um, the the posture of sitting and looking down and holding your phone builds a a wall of oh I can't be bothered I can't be reached I can't like unless you're gonna text me and I'm gonna see it on my phone like I've noticed that I hate and I dread making phone calls I dread like having that verbal interaction with people. Um, and I, I think it's it's seriously because it's so much easier to have that that anonymity, that quick response, that the ability to just have it done and over with in just one simple text and just send that and not worry about what what the net how long that conversation's gonna go on. It's not a commitment. It's not, you know, you're not having to really put a lot of effort into that you just send a quick text and you're mm -hmm. kind of done your mind doesn't have to think about that anymore but when you call someone you have to be committing to however long you're going to be on the phone with them and you don't really necessarily control that unless you say hey i gotta go or i've you know i can only talk for this long but when you're calling someone you're opening up to a 30 45 minute hour conversation depending on what you want to talk about and i think social media has caused us to almost fear that um, yeah. and mm -hmm. just oh we'll just send a message or or I'll, I'll send a message to them on on Facebook or on Instagram mm -hmm. or through a text message or I'll just email them instead um, because it's it's not as much commitment on our side because I know that I I don't really like making phone calls and you know this you've seen this <clears throat> when you're like hey we got to call the bank or we've got to call the insurance people or we've got to call this person and i'm like will you do it i don't want to do it i don't want to talk to people right and and um and so it reminded me of this this passage when you were talking about earlier should we get rid of social media i think if it's causing such heavy reactions in in yourself and i'm totally strictly speaking about me because i have had these reactions and i have related to this um but if they're causing these reactions i definitely think that it is worth like checking out what you can do to kind of either limit or get rid of your social media. I know that um, most of you may not know this, but on your phone, um, because most of you have one, um, on your phone, you can actually set a timer, um, a limit for how long you expose yourself to like screen time. And it'll pop up with a little hourglass and you have to decide, are you gonna let it limit your social media for the day? Or are you gonna ignore um, ignore that limit. And I always feel so bad when I'm like, well, I just want to keep going on Pinterest. Or I just want to keep scrolling on Instagram. Right. It's all um, the, the timers do work for some people, but it's also proven that sometimes you just need to fully 100% commit yeah. to getting rid of something. If yeah. it's, if it's really affecting you that much. Um, so just kind of do an, an internal evaluation of yourself and uh, just watch yourself and watch your habits for like the next week and just uh 
think about how it's affecting you. If it really yeah. is affecting you or not, and be honest with yourself. Because I had to be honest with myself for a little while. Like, oh, I don't struggle. Like, oh, I, I barely post anything at all. But then I'm still uh, having a lot of just weird habits that I'm noticing myself. So just pay attention. Yeah. Um, before you do that, one little interesting thing. And then mm -hmm. I think we can also talk about some of the good because it's not all bad. Um, yeah. Uh, but one more little interesting thing. About a year ago, I heard about this is that uh, kids um and adults but just anyone who has had a phone since they've come out in a while uh it is being shown that apparently mostly in kids because they're developing uh is that uh people are developing in the, in the back of their skulls like almost horn type of shapes uh like horns growing in the back of their skulls because of just staring down oh, all the time the within the, the posture of your neck mm. it's morphing your skull and that's over a long period of time but like i heard about that and i'm like wow that's like actually crazy and and, and uh it's similar to like bad posture with sitting all the time and yeah. so it's just being aware of your of yourself um is important i just yeah. want to say that because it was something i remembered it yeah was, i that's, thought it was interesting it is interesting that is um, interesting it makes me think, so thinking about all of this and, yeah. and thinking about how it can negatively affect us, and we'll get into the positives in, in just a minute here, but thinking how it negatively affects us and if it causes such strong, not only psychological reactions, but physical changes to our bodies, physical responses in our bodies, mm -hmm. which is quickened heart rates and, and the, the change of our, our skeletal structure. Mm -hmm. um, it makes me think of this, and, and it's from Matthew 6, and it's 6, 29, um, and 30. And it's in this section about adultery, but I really think that this can be applied to any sin or idol or um, anything that's becoming a, a just focus in our lives that isn't on the good things and on, on God and on what we should be focusing about. I think it really applies to stuff like this. It says, if your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. I know you're saying it's about sexual sin, but let's be honest, a lot of people struggle with pornography, yep. and um, a big access point for that is your phone. Internet. Um, and even if you don't struggle with pornography, like lust, and and just the sometimes the stuff that people post on the internet and on social media is not necessarily like God-honoring. Yeah, and, it's bad. Uh, and it... It can it can cause us to stumble. Like uh, I have to be very careful. And there's a yeah. very there's certain social media I don't go on anymore because it just it just little things just like tug um, and it's really ensnaring. So um, you said oh it's about sexual sin, but like it still kind of relates. It does. Uh, it there, does. There is a lot of that on there as well, yeah. and it's very it's subtle, but. Um, if anyone who struggles with that knows exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. scrolling on a post and you just see one little picture and it, it gets your mind going. And, yep. So, yeah. or well, a hashtag. Or, and, and it's like that for comparison and idolizing other people, idolizing. Right idolizing uh, a so life that you don't have yeah coveting coveting a lifestyle that you don't have yeah i 
I've had to wrestle with that myself compared like being a musician uh comparing myself to a lot of other musicians and oh I wish I was where they were at and instead yeah. of, instead of being like um just uh happy for them and excited for them now you're and, sad and depressed about yourself right right yeah it's it's a very different mindset shift so how can we switch from a comparison and like more uh, just social media mm. affecting us badly mindset to us affecting social media mm. positively mm -hmm. mindset how can we do that shift what are some steps we can take or um any any thoughts you have yeah yeah i um read i watched a video and i, I think you actually showed me the video on this and it was a, a guy that is very prominent in church social media and, and he was talking about um the platform tiktok and how our students as a youth pastor, our students are on TikTok. They're on TikTok, they're on Instagram, they're on um, Snapchat. Snapchat. They're on these platforms that maybe some of us don't have. Like I don't have a TikTok. Um, I keep up with them just to know like the trends and what's going on and, and, and you know, some of them are funny, but I don't have a TikTok and I don't have a Snapchat. And so he was talking about how we can take back the social medias for good. And what I have found is that I am posting less and less, but but what I am posting is like quality content. It's not like consumer content where you're just posting to post and you're just posting every, what everybody else is posting. Um, we are not just following the, the herd of sheep that is walking down the trail of social media, but we are standing out right. in that. Mm -hmm. And so I think you, you need to really think about what you're posting. Think about what you're putting out there. If you are saying, there have been many times um, where I have picked a photo and I wanted to put it on Instagram and I thought to myself, well, does this really look good? Is this angle okay? And I'm like, I am focused way too much on what I look like or what the setting yeah, looks like. And how people are going to think of it. Right. And how I want people to perceive me. And mm -hmm. so what I ended up doing is I realized I've stopped myself. If those are my questions, if that's what I'm thinking, if that's what my goal is when I go to post that, I don't post it. There have been so many pictures that I've thought, oh, well, this will make a good Instagram photo. And then when I actually go to curate a post and to post it, I don't end up doing it. And that's simply because I have taken that extra step of um, what is the purpose of this? Mm -hmm. Is the purpose of this to showcase this cool thing that I went to or to share this amazing topic with someone that might need it? Or is it just to get people to say, you look good today, or that's so cool, or you're so lucky. And, and is my goal to make people jealous and envious of me and to want my life? Is that my goal? And so I stop and I, I ask myself, what is the purpose of posting this? Um, I think before I posted about this podcast last week, um, the thing that I had posted before that, which was like probably like months in between posts, being for real, was about hitting uh, red status on Chick-fil-A's Chick-fil-A One app. And I posted that not to make anyone jealous, but I just thought it was so funny how we 
got the app and it's like, it's really sad. Maybe Chick-fil-A is becoming an idol. Um, but it's, it was really funny to me how quickly we achieved that status. And so I wanted to share that because I thought it was just hilarious. I thought someone might relate or find it funny or, or whatever. And it wasn't, there wasn't a goal behind it to say like, oh, your life is so great. Cause it wasn't even a picture of me. It was just a screenshot of the app. And, and I thought it was really funny. And so just kind of asking that question, what's the purpose of posting this has really, really cut back a lot of the stuff that I posted because when those memories come up and you're like, oh, why did I post every single thing that was on my mind and share everything? Mm -hmm. Because that's what social media tells you to do. Yep. A lot of teens and adults are in, in five to 10 years, they're going to be looking back through their social media and like, oh, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. what in the world was I thinking? Um, and also, if you really think about it, social media, it's like kind of the first time that a lot of us in uh, human history are able to just document everything and anything yeah. we want to. And in future generations, like people will be able to look up a person and look at their social media profiles yeah. and just see everything their life and their, their history. And like in history classes, they'll probably use social media posts and social media mm. profiles as like references to things because yeah, they won't have letters right they won't their, have... their letters aren't going to exist diaries aren't going to exist it's going to be blogs and vines and, and... podcasts <laughs> <laughs> pointless podcasts <laughs> how are they going to describe our era just tiktok fortnite dances and... <laughs> i yes <laughs> oh boy i i believe it oh don't even get me started on on the TikTok dances. I see them everywhere. That's how you know, like, culture is so permeated with social mm -hmm. media. It is ingrained in us because you see these TikTok dances, you see all kinds of stuff going on in real life. Like, we were at a hockey game the other day, and these girls in front of us, they were trying to be on the camera and, and they were just doing TikTok dances. And I'm just like, you know this is real life, right? <laughs> you're not in front of, uh, like, your phone. <laughs> this is real. You're really doing this in real life. <laughs> it was really interesting. And I'm, I'm not one to hate on people who are having fun. That's We that's... had a bunch of really weird dances in, right. in, in exactly. middle school and high school. And we, we had a lot of really weird trends and, right. and weird humor. And so did our parents. They had stuff from TVs and movies. And then... Earlier than that, people had weird dances and things from books and just, right. It, there's always something. There's always culture. something, and, and I don't, I don't want to be but, a buzzkill to people's fun. But it is just kind of insane uh, yes. how huge of an effect social media has on our culture and yes. on us as people. So the good. So yeah, good and final thoughts. Good and final thoughts. I think it is good to keep up, especially as um, as you're getting older. Keep up with what's going on in social media not so that you can contribute to the just mass of me 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 self 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 but so that you can see like how it is affecting and how you can um help those who c kind of get fed up with it i know that um a lot of my students have a lot of problems with um comparing themselves and just seeing things that they they just feel really bad about themselves or, or they are just so addicted or they're just so caught up with what is going on around them and they're just so influenced and it's almost like putting on horse blinders that, that they just don't see anything but whatever is on social media and anything that's not on social media isn't good or true or right or whatever. Yeah. And I just encourage you to keep up with what's going on because you're going to be able to see the 
if you take a step back and look at it objectively, you're going to be able to see what is being pushed out to people. What is the thought process that that is trying to overcome the mass of people? Mm-hmm. Because if you just take in and take in and take in and take in, you are not going to be able to see the overarching like ideas and ideologies that are going to be pushed on to people. But if you take a step back and say, okay, I'm not just going to accept whatever's going on. I'm going to look at like, well, how does this relate to that? And why is, and if you actually look at it, you'll be able to see kind of what's going on and and how to answer questions and how to deal with it. I, I think it's foolish to think, you know, oh, we'll just go back to the old days and, and those kids with their iPhones and their their AirPods and their dances. It, it, it really would be foolish to say like, oh, just don't worry about social media at all and just stop, just get off of it and don't no. think about it because you it's can't here. control it. Mm-hmm. Right, it's here. This is how our world works and we have to yeah. deal with whatever our world is doing and use it for good. Right, you have to know how it works, what's going on, and utilize that in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say uh, post- the stuff that you need to hear. Right. Post the things that um, maybe that if you were scrolling through social media and you saw, you would actually feel better about yourself. Right. That you would actually feel encouraged, that you would walk away or click off knowing like, wow, that really affected my mindset. That really affected um, the way that I that I think about myself or about life or about this circumstance and in a positive way, um, not just uh, trying to fill a gap or fill a hole, but like something that really does speak to you positively. Yeah. And I think that will then speak to other people positively. A big one that uh, helps me is uh, relating to the history stuff is Mm. uh, imagine if, uh, in a history class in a hundred years is looking at your social media profile and your posts. Um, and what are they going to see? So, uh, what I want to post and what I, like, if I want someone to look at my life, uh, what do I want them to know? What do I want them to learn? What lesson do I want them to get from my life? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I could entertain them. Sure. Um, I could, you can do whatever, but, and, um, but just ultimately, um, I just want to make sure that my posts are going to be something that can, uh, affect people in a positive way in some way mm-hmm. and, um, not just, uh, be mindless or selfish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would also say, understand that people don't see when they're in it you know if if you are lucky enough to see that maybe social media is hurting you or is um causing those feelings within you and you've been able to step back from it not everybody's where you're at not everybody sees it not everybody sees how it is affecting them not everybody sees the negative parts of social media and so you you can't fault them for not understanding in the beginning they'll get it but not if you're like you need to get off social media that's the worst that's the the that that doesn't reach people it doesn't get people and some people don't even get affected by it at all like, right and stuff just doesn't bother them and they're barely on it 
I, w yeah. I wish I was like those people, and they are rare. Uh, most people, if you're honest with yourself, it does affect you yep. even in subtle ways, and it affects your mood and mm -hmm. just well, what you're putting into your mind uh, will come out, and uh, so you just gotta be watchful. Yeah, yeah, be watchful. Post what you need, and live like someone's gonna look at your life. Post like someone's going to gain knowledge of this time from your posts, mm -hmm. because. I, I mean, if if um, all that George Washington had had written down was I'm George Washington and I'm the president and I am. Uh, I wonder what I had for lunch today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, drew, he drew a picture of his like his meal that his servants cooked him yeah. and <laughs> professionally painted, probably. Yeah. Here is my um, like, outfit kind, of the they day. They kind of did do that. It's, their their social media posts just took longer to create <laughs> but, but that's very very posed and proper photos oh so you're saying <laughs> so you're saying to um to fix social media we need to go back to it taking longer <laughs> <laughs> we need to go back to paintings uh medieval paintings and you know that reminds me of the meme where it's like i want the real social media and it's just like a guy in the <laughs> no the real social media now it's just a painter like standing in front of a bowl of fruit ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect the real instagram <laughs> social media can be fun social media can be good social media can help our lives but we have to be aware of what it's doing to us and what we're taking away from it. And so if you're not thinking with an objective view, if you're not trying to stand out from the me, me, me culture, if you're not really being honest with yourself on how it's affecting you, maybe you should take a break. Um, take some time to just see what social media is doing and, and what it can do for you because it can do great things. But if it isn't doing great things and you're always walking away disappointed, I think it's important for you to maybe take a step back and realize your life is good. Just because it doesn't look like somebody else's, just because it isn't um, what you want, maybe because someone else has something that you thought you'd always have, um, it takes some time and really, really think about that and think about what social media you can partake in that will lift you up. Um, a good one that I encourage is this podcast. And so every week we're going to try to come back and help fill your mind with thought provoking um, and interesting topics. And I would encourage you that if you're struggling with negative uh, social media and comparison and walking away feeling more depressed or anxious than you started, um, definitely come to a social media that will pull you out of that and lift you up and and not focus on you compare comparing yourself and posting about yourself and being about yourself but just looking at the good and um, the truth and if it causes you to stumble you should gouge out your eye or cut off your hand and, and that could be metaphorically um, I don't encourage you to do it uh, physically but if you so feel the need to I am not responsible <laughs> um, but definitely definitely focus on what are you putting into your mind what are you putting into your spirit and how can you make those things positive for yourself and positive for those around you
This is Living Room Theology, and I will see you next week.